What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Obsession. I'm Carl Bethke. I'm Mike Stadler. Mike, we got a couple here. We're actually going to put in together. Cool. Yeah. <coughs> uh, it says basically. Uh, why 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 do you guys need to hunt the pre-rut so hard? Why do you guys think the pre-rut is so great? And how do you go about hunting hunting it in your area? That's from Billy. And then this other one from Devin says the best pre-rut tactics for whitetails stand locations and when you hunt them. So basically, the pre-rut. What do we do when we hunt the pre-rut? And the best locations we think of. So your location should be already set, in case you're wondering. Mm -hmm. um, but the pre-rut, what do we consider the pre-rut? October 20th to November 4th. Yeah. I, I consider it the establishing dominance phase. The aggressive stage. For the aggressive stage for the yeah. bucks. Yeah. Why, why is it the best? Because it is the best. Yeah, it's more, more deer are shot over that time span. It's, um, but Mike, people talk the rut. I know. A lot of people want to talk about. Here's the difference. The rut's everything. Yeah, the rut's the whole the whole time phase. Yeah. Tree rut. Why? Look, deer are aggressive. Yep. Deer are callable. Yep. Deer are not on does, yep. which you are not going to call a buck off of a doe. I'm not saying it can't be done. Very, very unlikely that that's going to happen. Agreed. Um, you know, we like the decoy hunt. We do. That's the time that you do it. Yep. Um, when deer, when bucks are aggressive, they get stupid. It's about the only time of year. This, and we say this. It's that's why we have better success killing them that time of year, because their guard is let down because they're looking to establish their territory. Mm -hmm. Because what's coming, they want. Yep which is the full estrus does. Yep. Or whatever you want to call it. Time to breed. But that's what it is. 100% you know, agree so with exactly what you said. That's why I love it. That's why Carl loves it. Um, there's nothing better than seeing a buck step out somewhere and you throw a grunt at him and think, I, I got a chance at this deer right now. Yeah, he looks in your way and, look. and he's like, I'm coming over. You know, I love it when they're pissed off. Oh, yeah. They're the coolest looking mean aggressive animal you know they're not all pretty and uh you mean they don't just prance right yeah. over there hey Ambient, how's it going you know and and uh it, it's an eye-opener if you've never seen them be aggressive with each other yeah and uh a white tail oh yeah a white tail will kill another white tail that's what it's about <clears throat> it's it's nature that's how it works yeah it's brutal it is a brutal battle to the end usually well they won't nine times out of ten usually they don't kill themselves away, yeah. but um, we have witnessed uh, fights where deer killed another deer. Mm -hmm. um, but that being said, like Mike said, my view on the pre-rut, the October 20th to November 4th time period in our area, that changes further north you go or further south you go. We keep that in mind, you guys. The other part about that too is I'm going to add is don't believe everything you see in the rut reports and all that other stuff. It's on, Mike. It's on. You know, you're going to get your first it's on probably end of September, early October. I think we already had one. Yeah. It's August. <laughs> it's, uh, so, <laughs> so we're going to have that. Um, 
But like Mike was saying, we like to we like to decoy, we like to call, and that's our most productive time. Um, we've shot some really good deer on decoys over this time span. I'll show you guys some of the video here, but uh, it's just a fun it's a fun time to be in the woods. Anytime you can react or interact with yeah. an animal, you know um, that you're actually making a call and they're responding to it and they're reacting to it. That's like everybody likes elk hunting in mid September to early October because they can bugle bugling them. yeah and they're coming call in. Call. Yep. Yep. The guys who are turkey hunters which we're not yep. that call to a turkey the best part about turkey hunting is you can call to them and they come in. Same time span for yep. turkeys. I'll, I'll tell you it's knowing how to use a grunt call is key in the whitetail woods. I don't think there's anyone out there that'll tell me it isn't. And not everybody can just grab one and use it. Yeah, the only other thing I want to add to it is knowing when not yeah, to use it. and when not to use it. <laughs> and, you know, we've become very good at it. Um, both of us do it. We've done it for each other. Yeah. That's how much we, we trust, you know, when we come together. Um, you know, like, I, I can't do a elk bugle. Yeah. I don't know how to do it. Unless you give me, you know, like, hoochie mama. <laughs> I can squeeze that. But I don't know how to do it. Turkey call, I, I call with a slate call when I used to hunt. Yeah, yeah. I'm not good at it. No. You know, but I know how to grunt. Oh. I know how to rattle. Yeah. You know, I know when not to because I screwed up. Oh yeah. Lots of times. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, well, that was stupid. Yeah. I did it not too not too many years ago on a giant. And I knew better. But I got anxious. One you extra know, call. One extra call and that was it. He's like, nope. That was the end of it. I'm and, and you'll learn that. I'm gonna, oh right, oh right. He's like, yeah. no, I'm gonna separate myself between yeah. here and there, walk around that guy. Yep, yeah. giant. I mean, he's coming right to me. I, I thought I had to give him one more. Yeah, it was a good idea for Oops. him. Yeah. You know, but it, that stage is amazing. You can learn a ton. Yeah. You know, a lot of people like that second week of November, you know, when they're, ch I don't because they're not stopping. Yeah, you might see a lot of deer, and you might see a lot of big bucks, maybe. Maybe. But they're not going to stop. No. They're going to run through at 900 miles an hour behind a doe. Yeah. You know, and then there'll be little bucks trailing. And yeah. You're, it's you're, cool, I guess, to see that kind of stuff. But Yeah, you, you have a better chance of shooting a subordinate buck over that time period than you do the dominant deer, um, if that's what you're looking for. You know, that's the other part you got to add to it. Like Mike was saying about the calling aspect of things, you know, the when they're when they're coming in, you got to know when to shut up. That's probably the most important part. If a deer looks, yeah. And when we tell you guys we got experience on this, you're looking. You know, I've been doing it for 30 years, and Mike's been doing it as long as me, and we made a lot of mistakes right. before we figured it out. Still do. Still do, but they're. <laughs> There's less of them than yep. there used to be. We've minimized that. Yeah. Um, you know, decoys. Here's the other thing about decoys. If you're going to use decoy, you need to know which direction from the stand location with the wind direction to place that decoy. So learning that, that's important. You know, I've seen people face decoys straight away from them. Yeah. Um, here's the other part. What about doe, doe decoys? Doe decoys, buck decoys. I never use doe decoys. I'll throw that out. Uh, I have I've had zero success mm -hmm. with a doe. I have one. Yeah, I know you do. I don't use it. No. no. <laughs> I have seen a buck respond. I mean, I'll show you guys the footage of it. Uh, Jr. had that buck, but he wasn't. 
He wasn't coming to that doe decoy. He was coming because those other two doe were out there. They came, he was following them. They came into the field, they ran over by the doe decoy. Yep. And as soon as he looked at the doe decoy, he's like, oh, I'll go check that out. That was JR's chance to be successful. Mm -hmm. And he didn't capitalize on it. We'll show you guys the footage right here. But um, And then immediately once he realized, wait a second, there's something wrong, the stink that was on it because yep. somebody used the scent. He won around and went right after the regular doe. Yep. Uh, I'm not a firm believer in doe decoys. Uh, buck decoys, like Mike was saying, the aggressive time. We found before November, so October 31st to no October 20th is when we found the buck decoys work the best here in southern Wisconsin yep. and our, our areas. And I'll show you guys a few, uh, few hunts with that footage. Uh, Mike shot a couple. Mike shot a few bucks. He shot more bucks than me on decoys, um, and he's good at it. So his setups are, are real important. If you get a chance, pay attention to the setup and how the decoys are angled uh, to give you the best shot opportunity. I set Philip up over the phone last year too. That's true, yeah. He killed that buck with a decoy, and he yep. had never decoyed before. Nope, he listened exactly the way yeah. you had it set up. He yeah. did exactly what you said. And he it's crucial it. on that stuff. So, um, you know, watch, watch some people that have been successful in how they set their decoys up. Yeah. You know, because it is big. Don't just take one and flop it out in the field and, yeah. and think it's going to work. You know. Yeah. So and and sometimes it does the opposite effect. Yeah. Nobody knows how a deer is going to react. So each deer has a different personality. Don't always think that they're just going to come storming in years back, ticked off. Yeah. You know, and they're going to you're going to shoot and kill this buck. But uh, when it does happen that way, it's yeah. probably one of the coolest experiences you ever get a chance to do. Um, also, be willing to adapt. You know, if you're going to be calling, we're not firm believers so much anymore in blind calling. We used to do it quite a bit. Yeah. But you you have to basically make them search for you. That's the whole idea of this pre-rut deal and, and calling, guys, is you want them bucks searching for you. You don't want them to know where you're at. Right. Because they're really good at sound location. Big time. And they will pick you up. Yeah, I've, I've found... You know, if it's kind of a dead thing, like I really, what I do is I like to look around a lot. Yeah. And really make sure I don't see anything around. And I'll give like a grunt, one grunt. Yep. And then I don't do anymore. Just in case there's something that is out there and they're like, well, there's something over there. They're going to circle you. If there's something there, they're going to circle you at some point. 100%. And look, you know. But you got to be, like Carl said, you got to be careful with that stuff. Yep. You know, because if there is one close and you don't see it, now you just blew it. Your best setups <laughs> don't allow deer to get downwind. Yeah, you can't. You can't let them get downwind. Yeah. Because if you do, you're not going to win. Yeah. As in pretty much a you know 99% unwinnable situation with oh, a yeah. big buck downwind of you. Yeah. You know, and I don't care what you. I don't want to hear the. I have an Ozonics. I have Sandbach. I get it. Yeah. So do we. Yeah. <laughs> but the odds. Are not in your favor when it comes to a whitetail's nose. No offense, if you're breathing, so, you're stinking. Yeah, you stink. If you yeah. can, if you can go out and not breathe, you're pretty good. Yeah, you got it covered then. Keep your you know suck whistle closed the yeah. whole time. Tape it shut. Death <laughs> is death is not exactly the most optimal yeah. way to get a deer. But, no. <laughs> yeah. The other the other aspect of of uh, uh, decoying deer you have to understand too is is that. Nine times out of ten, those bucks, when they come in and they're aggressive, 
they're focused so hard on that that decoy that you only get that one opportunity. So when you go to draw, you better be ready to release. Yeah, ready. You know, don't draw and then expect to be able to let down or anything like yep. that if they're coming in because of the way the decoy is set up. I'd like to set my decoys up at about 20 yards from my stand. Yep. So that way, because I've had bucks hang up. Yep. But they're usually going to hang up at about 30, 35. They're still going to give you a shot. Don't set your decoy out at 30 yards. No. Because you'll get a buck hang up at 40, 45 yards. It's not a shot that you want. That's the other thing you'll notice on that, that decoy set up with JR. He had that decoy out too far. So that, that buck, when he came in and was around there, it was like 35 yards. And, which isn't, you know, I'm not going to say that's an unmakeable shot. And mm -hmm. It's just lower it's percentage. Just, but yeah, get the percentages in your favor if you're going to do that kind of stuff. Yeah. You know, and, and, you know, decoy placement, not that we're getting into a lot of that, but it, it, again, it's that part of the, that time of the year. You don't want a decoy where everything can just walk out and see it. Yep. You want to tuck that in somewhere where they got the deer has to circle around and has to put itself in a position where you can shoot it. Yep. You have to make sure that that decoy is kind of like what Mike was saying, you know, you want them searching for that deer, but you do want them to be able to see it. You know, a lot of people, a lot of our best decoying, um, you know, people do field edge decoying and stuff like that. We've done that too. Quite yeah, a bit. we've been pretty successful on that part of it. Um, but at that point, you have to realize you're hunting edges and stuff like that. So the deer has to be willing to expose yeah. itself. And you know, you like this time of year, we talk about that pre-rut, why we like it so much. You know, you get second week of October, these tactics don't work anymore. No, you know, you're not, you're not decoying. Um, very doubtful that you're going to grunt deer in off of does. Yeah. Um, like unless Carl said, you got a, you got a subordinate buck hanging back chasing. You might be able to bring one in. Um, otherwise, you're not going to. You're not going to bring them in. So that again, that time frame of the year is just the best. Yeah. Um, you know, not not that we have it. We both killed deer late, not late, or second week into November. Yeah. Um, I don't prefer to be hunting anymore at that point. We have both shot deer late season, if we had to. Oh yeah. But nine times out of ten, we're trying to be more successful there yeah. than that. But for sure, if it does come, then we will hunt that too. But that being said, you know, I think that pretty much covers the pre-rut. Yeah. You know. That's why it's our favorite. Yeah. No, I think we gave enough reasons to yeah. even know why it's our favorite yeah, and why we stress it so much. We, we stress it because we think you can be more successful at that time of year. Yeah, hundred percent. Think it's your your most optimal chance to be shooting a whitetail and a good whitetail. Right. So we appreciate you guys listening. Hopefully that gave you some uh, answers on why we like the pre rut so much and some ideas about how we hunt the pre rut. Hopefully you'll be able to use some of those tactics. If you get a chance, while listening. To the podcast, you can hit us up at Spotify, Apple, Google, iHeart, RSS.com. Also, watch us on YouTube. Like and subscribe. We've got a site we're going to give away when we hit 5,000 subscribers. Yeah, we got a black gold site we'll be giving away to you guys. We appreciate it. So, keep sending those questions and later. Later. That's a bug the neighbor told me about. He hit it. Hit him. See his arrow in the high door. That's annoying.